minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Happy Cyber Monday, y'all. Hope you had a wonderful holidays. My name is TK Trinidad. You're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. You are watching it WWT Live, and we have so much to talk about. We just finished a pay-per-view. Roman Reigns apparently is not happy about some other things, and Ricky Steamboat has done some amazing things. But thankfully, I am not alone the woman with 3,000 jobs, 3,002 jobs, Ella J is in the building. How you it's, doing? It's, it's growing every time I'm on here, TK. <laughs> Look, we're tired. So you just add, you just add. We are. That's how it goes. We are tired all the time. That part. And then somebody who's always tired, but for some reason always seems so chipper. I don't know what he's drinking in his coffee. <laughs> uh, professor. <laughs> What's going on? Happy, happy day, everyone. How is everybody on this Cyber Monday? Oh, good, good, good. good. Uh, Doing some shopping in the background before we went live. That's <laughs> well. I was like shopping and people are ordering stuff and then people hit me up to let me know something is down on the site. And I was just uh, like, here we are. The, joy, the joys and perils of Cyber Monday as an entrepreneur. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I worked every week, uh, every day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate everybody who bought stuff. Yeah, but it's like you know, here we are. Here we, here we are, are on this gorgeous Monday. Um, but let's get started with our first segment. Top rope. So what do we have? Well, I guess we can start with this on the heels of a history-making Survivor series that was the biggest gate in Survivor series here history and the most watched Survivor series. Uh, the head of the table is not happy. He's not happy at all. So, yes, you think he should be happy because the Bloodline won their War Games match. But there was apparently a spot that happened in there between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns that was unplanned. And it allegedly has Roman Reigns very unhappy. So according to our friends at Fightful, uh, he was visibly upset after the main event. And if you kind of watch that, you saw he was not the happiest guy. Uh, certainly after such a big war games match. So that's the rumor is that there was an unplanned spot. So apparently he may have a ruptured eardrum as a result Ooh. of that particular spot. 
And so he made it very clear backstage that he wasn't happy and he had some rather colorful language in doing so. Now, it's also believed that uh, there won't be any additional heat on Kevin Owens as a result of that particular spot. Um, and there was not any sort of confrontation between the two backstage. Now, it is interesting to note that at the post-show press conference, Roman Reigns was scheduled to appear, but he did not. Instead, it was Paul Heyman and Sami Zayn. And uh, there so it was it was all interesting. Obviously, a lot of attention on Sami Zayn because of his incredible performance. Paul Heyman, of course, was excellent during that. But yeah, no Roman Reigns during the uh, press conference, possibly because of a potentially uh, ruptured eardrum from an unplanned spot involving Kevin Owens during war games. Now, um, I didn't actually get to see. I need to go back just because, hey, Casey, how are you doing? Um, hey, hey. Just because, you know, so I wasn't on vacation. Um, but how was the pay-per-view? How did you guys like it? Oh, it, oh Ella, go ahead. I'll Overall, like there was definitely more high points than low points. Like the, the ending and the beginning were great, but everything in the middle kind of, you know, I mean, Styles and Balor was good. You know, I will say the, the triple threat for the U.S. title was really good up until the finish, you know. And then um, the messy part kind of got in the match right in the middle, not only for the on-screen performance, but also uh, the producer of the match too, which we'll get into in a bit. But yes, indeed. overall, I mean, overall there was definitely more high points than low points, but I felt like the beginning and the ending of the show basically held the whole thing down. So should I go and watch it or should I just watch? So I, should I just just watch the war Twitter? games matches to be honest? That's about now. It. See, I'm going to slightly disagree. <laughs> I do think, I do think you should watch the whole pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was solid. Now I will agree. The match in the middle probably was the one thing that we could probably forget about, but there were only five matches. Two of them were the war games matches, AJ and Finn. You can never lose. And the triple threat was actually amazing. It really, really was. The finish came out of the blue, but the whole match was absolutely worth watching. And honestly, I think the finish was fitting for who won. Like, it was kind of a lucky kind of thing. So, so I get that. It was surprising. The middle match, we could kind of forget about. But understanding the behind the scenes, I also understand why. The ending is great. So, I, I think, again... It's like a great record, right? Not all great records have 12 great tracks. Mm -hmm. You get 10 great tracks, it's still a great record. I think it's a great record. Uh, why aren't you in politics? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> He's the professor. I mean, the politician? The politician, Mr. Bonner. I, I don't want to be your a new politician. Shout uh, out to Nikki in the chat. Nikki saying theory winning was great. Ron and Shotzi was terrible. Although I actually heard that they were great on Twitter, but you know, Twitter is relative to depending who's watching. Um, Casey saying, I just, uh, I, I just say watch the war game matches. So that's what uh, Ella and so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, I think with the U S title, I don't, I don't want to squash the U S title match because. Oh no, it was won. good up until the it ending for me. It was really good. It was a really great match. I think again, the ending was unexpected. And, you know, unexpected endings obviously so cause people to talk. But, you know what I mean? No, um, it definitely did that. <laughs> it, it did that. It, it, it did that, you know. Um, but, and again, AJ and Finn was great. I think everything was placed well. I, I think the order of it was just right. I mean, mm -hmm. 
you 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 had to bookend this pay-per-view with those war games matches like you just had to and the women's one starting made perfect sense they were the ones with the most experience etc etc um yeah so that's that's my take on it a really solid one i all well i also think that the press conference was great as well and i think that um a lot of folks could learn um, from how a press conference can be conducted where you oh. can gain a lot of information. Says the guy in the AEW sweatshirt. Correct. Said, that was intentional. <laughs> um, you know, I, I didn't want to say it, but they, you know, a lot can be learned yeah, yeah. in terms of how a press conference can be conducted, how great information can be given, you know, without people falling off the rails, things of that nature. Um, it was great. It was great. Uh, Vaughn uh, joining the chat. If we can, uh, if we did one, gotta go. Shotzi and Rhonda. Real well, yeah. I can. No see argument that. there. No yeah. argument there. And then uh, Vaughn also saying shout out to Krista B from. Yeah, I did hear about that. Asking. I uh, saw that. Asking her question. Yeah. Yeah. Shout so out to. Um, shout out to Triple H two hopping in at the end for NYC uh, Demon Diva there at the end with La Lucha Libre. Yes. Um, so that was a nice hit because they were going to end it. And then he mm -hmm. hopped in and be like, and he, and he called an audible for her. So yeah. that was, that was a great moment too. Triple H. I, I mean, Triple H just speaks so well, but he was talking about too, how they don't know if war games is going to be a permanent fixture, but it, he, it definitely was receptive. It received well. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that press conference obviously went a lot smoother. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm excited to see what the they have. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have any main roster pay-per-views for two months now two months from correct today. crazy which which is also interesting too because again this is like the longest spell we've gone in many many mm -hmm. years uh without a main roster pay-per-view for wwe mm -hmm. so i think this is going to mean that raw and smackdown will become equally interesting because we've got to make our road to the Royal Rumble, how we get there, what happens between now and then, I think will be very, very interesting to see. But uh, yeah, yeah, interesting times. Damn, boy. <laughs> this is my first time seeing you in our chat. I don't know if you've been on other shows, but um, to be fair, Roman didn't show up to the press conference. Period. So we don't know what we he would have acted. Like, I definitely don't think he would have showed up eating muffins. Vaughn in the chat said, "At least you have yeah. a world champion that was not crying yeah. about being hurt while eating muffins." So yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. and then uh, Nikki's saying Be Becky, um, apparently kicking us off tonight. That's what I've heard as well. And if you okay. want to check out our raw action, we do have a raw after show with Nikki and our editor in chief Santana coming up this evening. So definitely be tuned into that. Um, what else do we have next? Well, we kind of alluded to it earlier, um, about the, the one match that we would, you know, kind of throw out if we could um that being Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship uh it was reported that the producer was a, a shocking return to not only fans but people backstage at WWE that being Brian Kendrick um people probably know him i mean he, he's been around the wrestling game for a while he was in NXT Cruiserweight Classic for a while 
Um, but he was pulled off of AEW earlier this year after making a lot of uh, offensive comments had resurfaced, which he, he no, he didn't really apologize for. And they resurfaced. And so Tony Khan had kind of let him go and he kind of disappeared into obscurity. But he has since resurfaced as now a I don't know if this is a, a, a permanent thing or whatever, but he was the producer for Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah, so they're saying that that's not a, a full-time gig as of yet. It was just kind of a trial of sorts. And um, Why would you well, try to trial at a pay-per-view? Like, can't you just trial at a TV show? Like, wouldn't that be better? They start I, off, I guess they start off hot. Do they go big or go home? I guess. They put I you guess. under pressure, I guess. I guess. I mean, Casey probably, but also <laughs> like... Yeah. But but here was the thing before we even knew that was a production yeah. issue. Like when we walked into it, we were a little nervous about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. No, I'm not going to do it. I know I'm we could do go down this rabbit hole. This is also going to have to be something that we're just putting in the box preemptively. I before okay. even going down that. I'm rabbit not hole. even. I've not. See, I'm being very good. I'm not. So yeah, exactly. Why, wait, but this is this is this is why we're here. So not. Don't be good, Professor. <laughs> see, <laughs> this is this is how trouble starts. <laughs> so uh, okay. So let me let me first say this. Why I think this is unfortunate is because I think Shotzi deserves this opportunity. I think she deserved the opportunity to be in a high profile match on a premium live event, um, getting a title shot, her first singles title shot in a singles match. The last time she was on a premium live event was uh, Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. I believe it was last year. And, you know, they gave her such a hard, they being uh, the IWC, gave her such a hard time that she ended up deleting her Twitter for a while. Um, so she deserved to be in this high profile space. I'm getting the feeling, and I will say this as kindly as I can, I think people are looking for uh, Rhonda to be a star. And I think Rhonda's influence, here's what's tricky. Rhonda's influence lifts others. So mm -hmm. we're paying more attention right now to uh, Shayna Baszler because she's the heavy right now. And she's kind of in more of a role that we are accustomed to seeing her from NXT. You pay attention to Shotzi because, you know, there's a title right now on Ronda. But there's still not a lot being done by Ronda to make us care about her. Um, and I think that's where the inherent issue is. After you get past the hype of the name of Ronda Rousey, kind of reminds me of uh, something that Jim Ross would say, a lot of sizzle and no steak. You know, so a scenario where the name, you know, is something Mm -hmm. But after after we watch the cover art for the album and I press play, I, I'm not getting anything. It's been marketed well, you know, great promo, all that. Well, when I say promo, great marketing. Let me be clear. Right. Um, but is it? But, Go on. No, no, no. I was going to say, you know, and, and here's the thing. So we are uh, now, my God, it was, I believe, WrestleMania 34 where she made her debut with Kurt Angle in ring, right? So yes. now we're talking five full years. This will be 39 coming up, right? Mm -hmm. So it, we're almost at the five-year mark of a wrestling career for Ronda Rousey. 
And I think we cared more when she debuted than we do now. That's a problem. And I and in a company that has a performance center, trainers galore, et cetera, et cetera, as much as we might want to blame booking, et cetera, et cetera, at some point we have to look at the talent and say, does the talent have what it takes to keep us interested in them being on screen? It's also – I go ahead, TK. But are you surprised though? Like I'm not surprised and I am, I'm a fan of Ronda Rousey in her career. I've, I've always said this. I definitely encourage people to go and read her book because there's going to be more of an understanding of who she is, but who she is and what she's been through versus her as a wrestler is two different things. And I'm not mm-hmm. surprised that after five years and minus we had to take those years out that she was pregnant and stuff like that. Sure. But after the five years that she's not, you know, the John Cena or the rock or whatever, like you, not everybody could be that, but because of how she came in and who she is, it's kind of like you put her between a rock and a hard place. If she was, if she didn't have the name and she started from the beginning, maybe she would be the wrestler that we want her to be, but I don't think she's going to ever be that type of wrestler that we're hoping for her to be just because I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's in like in our DNA. To be that type of like wrestling superstar that we're used to seeing, um, I think there's part of it's in the DNA, and the other part is just kind of like you you there, there's just something that's there, and I just don't think she I don't think she has it. I don't, I don't I don't know if she even wants it. I personally think, and I feel like other people. I even saw this today on Twitter. Basically, her first run was definitely a lot more well perceived and I think part of it is you know I don't know if she just lost interest but also a part of it is combination of the booking this first time around 2018 2019 she was working with more established talents like a Stephanie McMahon and Alexa Bliss a Charlotte Flair Becky Lynch Nikki Bella this time around you know obviously she had the thing with Charlotte Charlotte again was a more established talent but when Charlotte went away not saying it's just Charlotte but when Charlotte went away she was not working she she worked Natalia, you know, but really since then, since she between May and now, she hasn't worked a lot of true established stars. You know, Liv Morgan is just now rising. Shotzi right. Shotzi isn't at that point yet. You know, Raquel Gonzalez Raquel Rodriguez isn't at that point when she had that title match. We're not as invested because she doesn't have also somebody besides her who is also an established talent that can make people invest in it too and also wwe is not while charlotte sasha naomi are gone there is literally nobody on smack this has been a thing i've been saying for weeks there's nobody no top baby face outside i wouldn't even say Liv morgan is an established talent yet there's literally no established talent on smackdown to even believably like even believably opposite Rhonda in a ring that makes you even want to invest in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me also, obviously a combination of it is, is Rhonda, you know, whether she's lost her passion for it or whatever, because it definitely seemed like she really cared the first time around, but this, this time around is a little bit different. And I feel like it's a combination of things. There's literally nobody on SmackDown right now, believably who could even, even think about maybe looking like a legitimate threat to Ronda. So a com- I feel like it's a combination of things. So uh, they need to either start making new stars and actually giving them a good run and not do this wishy-washy booking or bring somebody back over from maybe from raw returning star. They got, they got to do something. 
Even Liv Morgan is not established yet. You know, I don't know. Or take her the route of being a special attraction. And so Mm -hmm. as a special attraction, we only see you twice or three times a year, like a Brock Lesnar. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Well, well, here's here's kind of why I think it has to work. If you don't have the talent for her to face and she's so she's kind of she kind of reminds me of WWE in the ruthless aggression era, you know, right after the attitude era was done. The Monday Night War was over. We started learning that Vince McMahon was best when his back was against the wall and there was some competition when there is no competition. Vince, you know, couldn't be super creative and things of that nature. Ronda needs a challenge. And the thing that made that first run work is she her promos were much better than they are now. Her everything Mm -hmm. was much better than it is now. And again, to your point, Ella, in terms of keeping her at top tier, the problem with someone like her is we're actually starting to forget about her or turn away when she shows up because number one, you've got all the heavy lifting right now being done by Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. you know, and we're more interested in seeing what Shayna's going to do. than we are now. Now the only thing to me, if we're going to keep her on and keep this relationship between her and Shayna going is this has to ultimately build Shayna for Shayna to turn. And we finally get a Shayna Ronda match. That might be the only thing we'd be really interested in on SmackDown for her. And so with that said, if Ronda is so head and shoulders above the rest, she doesn't need to carry that strap because not only are we losing interest in her, but we're losing interest in the title as well. Mm -hmm. And there's just... It's 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 absolutely insane how the 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 disparity between freaking raw the raw women. Granted, they I mean you see it. They have a lot. They we need a draft. Like and it was reported to this draft is not happening till after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I cannot go another five months with this. Uh, you know I I mean maybe, but you Nikki know called that a few months ago. Yeah, that that it it Shayna had beaten Liv. Then the story will be a little bit different now. Yes. And, you yes. know, then I, I don't know. Do you think WWE is hoping like, you know, do you think because of the formula of Roman Reigns, meaning that they pushed us, pushed him down our throats for so long that now we're either liking or hating him. Like we're feeling something because at yeah. one point it was just lukewarm. We could care less. He was just a pretty face. Do you think that they're doing the same thing where it's like, we're going to keep putting her in front of you guys until you either like her or hate her. Cause right now it's very lukewarm. Like I was really excited when she started now. It's just like, eh. like, okay. Like you, it's not one of those must see. I, I need to see this pay-per-view to see what Ron is going to do. No, so, I, I mean, I, I will give her credit. She's definitely better as a heel than a baby face. At least yeah. there's that aspect, but it's just, I just don't care quite frankly. Like like me, I'm going to smack down on Friday, right? Like in person, I'm literally only going for Liv Morgan. And she, I don't even know if she's even going to be there. Like the rest, there's just, there's just no, and I love the women. They just, 
outside of Ronda, there's really no attraction outside of Liv Morgan isn't even there half the time since losing the title. You know, she's kind of having this character shift and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, also Ronda's lack of, I mean, just from my perspective, a lack of improvement as well. There's just no Ronda's supposed to be the attraction, but I don't care. I I'm not invested in the attraction and quite frankly, just don't care. And I, I so something needs to change quickly because frankly I cannot go on another five months of this and I mean not that I was the biggest fan of Raquel but at least Raquel was maybe somewhat comparable to Ronda in size they were pushing her as a baby face now Raquel's out yeah. um Shotzi just lost Liv Morgan I don't know if she's turning heel other baby faces wise you have what Emma who's in this thing with Madcap Moss Aaliyah's out on injury Natalia's mm -hmm. out on injury there's literally no mm -hmm. baby faces right now Liv Morgan's out doing her own thing there's literally nobody so either you know either Charlotte gotta come back which I'm hoping or you know they gotta invest in some of the girls or we need to have another trade like they did with Ray and Baron Corbin something we need something. I can't stand another five months of this, to be honest. Well, there's 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 two interesting things here we have to consider, uh, and they both support your point. Number one, um, well, yeah, number one, when Triple H first announced that we were going to have uh, war games, he mentioned that it would not be brand specific, but that it yeah. would be story specific. And mm -hmm. so when it came to the men's match with the bloodline, that ended up um, where you at least had Kevin Owens from Raw mm -hmm. coming over. And, you know, Drew is, I don't know if he's Raw. He think he's more SmackDown now than he is Raw. But at least you had one person from Raw. Think about this. All 10 women in War Games were from Raw. Mm -hmm. All 10 of them. Mm -hmm. That is insane if you think about that that all 10 women are from Raw and only two women represented all of SmackDown and that was the lackluster match, which yeah. leads me to point number two. Part of the allure of Ronda Rousey was that she was this mainstream magnet that was supposed to bring all of the eyes onto WWE. Yet, here we stand in 2022 and the female face of WWE is not and has not been Ronda Rousey. Nope. It's Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. So we now have to ask, is WWE getting proper return on its investment? They've paid however much money to have Ronda Rousey here in WWE to get all of this mainstream response. Which they have. They have gotten. So don't take that. They, they have for, gotten. For what? The first year or two? The first year or two, yes. But I also feel like you have different tiers of wrestling fans, right? So you have the people who know the ins and outs. You have the the fair weather fans. You have the ones like yourself, um, Professor, when you watch your soap operas that you just see it once in a while. <laughs> you're familiar. You're 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 like Bianca Belair, bar none, is, you know, we we are are fans of her, but I, I'm willing to bet she hasn't she's she's hitting mainstream media, but she's not all the way there just yet. In certain circles, she is, but she's not all the way there just yet. For instance, if you were to ask, go to, I'm, I'm willing to bet you go to middle America where, and you go to a household that doesn't watch wrestling per se, they're probably going to know who Ronda Rousey is opposed to Bianca Belair. So I'm well, just saying there is, there is that she still has the name attached to it. It's just at the end of the day, 
you know, that's it. That's but, it. But, but that's all it is. And it is name not on what's currently being done in WWE mm -hmm. or for the last three years. I mean, think about it. Pre-pandemic, when Ronda Rousey showed up, the whole sports world started mm -hmm. talking. The mm -hmm. mainstream world started talking. This week alone, Bianca was on the Today Show. Bianca did Breakfast Club. Bianca was everywhere. And she just has this new, you know, reality deal that she's doing with Hulu. Like, Bianca is without question the face, the mainstream female right. face of this company, which I think they thought Ronda Rousey would be. And so for me, I'm just sitting back going, okay, when I'm seeing who's doing the interviews, who's the person that they're sending to these mainstream, they're, I don't remember. Now, I have not seen every interview, but I don't remember the last Ronda Rousey done interview done in a while. You know, on behalf of WWE. And so that's where I'm feeling like, you know, for the first two years, they probably got things, you know, obviously – WrestleMania 35, when she was in the first main event for females and, you know, her debut in 34. But the pandemic era, nothing. And here's what's crazy. The rise of Bianca Belair has really been in the last two years, and it has been strong, super strong. So The last two years? I mean, I honestly feel like they um, Triple H had that strap on her from when she was in the performance center. Like I I I, I well, honestly believe that she will become a household name within the next five years. Like oh, she, she totally will. Show, yeah, when she hits that reality show and all this other stuff, and depending on how they market yeah. the reality show and all this other stuff, she'll definitely be a, a household name. But I think maybe that's what they're waiting for. They are waiting for when she becomes a household name that, okay, it's either that was the deal that, they made with Rhonda or whatever, whatever the deal, the deal or what her contract looks like. Um, I, I, I kind of honestly feel she's kind of serving her purpose, even though she's not serving her purpose within the wrestling world outside the CBSs and all these other places that don't, they, they just kind of do articles once in a while on wrestling. She's still, the, her name still carries a little bit more weight. And maybe, and maybe that's what they're, maybe that's what they're banking on. They're banking like, okay, well, this person can do this and, you know, she doesn't need to do that. I mean, yeah, Rhonda's interviews are not as cred. Like you, there's a, it's night and day between Rhonda and Bianca Belair as far as interview wise. And you could definitely <laughs> tell that Rhonda is much more of an introvert. It's a little bit harder for her to, you know, it's kind crazy. of pull that stuff out. It's well, just, it just is, so it just is what it is. I, I'll say this now. I, You'll have to help me on this, okay? Mm -hmm. Where do we rank Deadspin in in the pantheon of media outlets? I mean, I know they're not like they're not CNN and that like I know that, but I don't know where they fall in this. Where where do they fall in this? Um, it, it now it's kind of become media outlets like those sources are almost the same as what we see as tv sources now it just becomes on what the person likes or gravitates towards you know what i'm saying like there's probably i'm guaranteeing there's probably aside from the wrestling outlets that you kind of look to once in a while or on a right. regular basis there's probably about three or four outlets news wise whether it's entertainment news or whatever that you go to that's either on your instagram feed or your twitter field feed or you get an email all this other stuff there's probably about three or four of them so deadspin fits into whatever your what your damn my phone's blowing up 
that's <laughs> whatever your um whatever your liking is as far as you know it's an optional one there's certain there's certain there's certain things that are just like you have to have so for instance if you're looking so i do like entertainment news on friday there's right. there's three or four things tmz is always the top top one that i go to sure first. sure Got it. Yeah. They're, they're, um, so I don't yeah. know what's happening over there, but I. So the only reason that I asked is because I literally just did a random Google search on Ronda Rousey, uh -huh. and the very okay. first article comes up from Deadspin, and it says this. It was published a day ago. It says Ronda Rousey is still so bad at this. Now, again, Deadspin being dead. I know Deadspin. They're the one who broke that um Matt Didn't they break right? Yeah. I, 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 that's where I remember their names from, right? Mm -hmm. So I I'm all I'm saying is I don't think I think Ronda Rousey certainly within Damn, the first Did you couple, read the second line though? MMA uh, MMA yes. MMA washout has all the entertainment value of a of a whooping cough. Like Yeah, I mean like it's so so with that said, right? Like it's not it's not like the greatest of journalistic integrity in terms of being objective, et cetera, no. et cetera. But my thought is, I don't think that when WWE signed Ronda Rousey, these were the kinds of stories they were expecting. And so that's kind of where I'm at in terms of return on long-term investment. And, and maybe a lot of that, to your point, um, is that she's lost interest. I can't forget, and I think it was right before 35 when she cut that scathing promo yes. talking about how wrestling was fake and all of this foolishness. And I'm just like, what are we doing right now? You're okay. in the main event. Nikki, let's not say failing career. Let's, that, that's definitely not what it was. Let's so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, she's getting her check. That's, that's one thing. Which I think um, is is her primary focus is and and but we we honestly really don't know I, I i and this is this is coming from i i met her briefly um on her first her first go around before she was pregnant you could definitely tell she's very much an introvert um and so we don't know if she really does like the sport and she's putting all she can in it but it's that there's just something not clicking which happens um so we don't we don't really know um, so we'll, we'll see. Where was she? Um, where is she? Uh, well, I'm like, I'm like, let, let's, let's just move on. Charlotte, where you at? Pick up your phone, please. <laughs> I'm begging you. I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to this SmackDown for literally one reason. And it's not even guaranteed that she'll be there. So like, oh my gosh, I can we'll see, see Ella walking in with her popcorn, just hoping oh mm -hmm. i have i will have a, i will have a charlotte sign ready you will see it i'm sitting on the ramp you will see me trust me the only man where is raw where's SmackDown? you know at least sometimes damage damage control shows up so either that or i'm just hoping they show up but again they're heels so it doesn't even make sense for them to even go against Rhonda and Shayna, which is like right. oh well, we need I, a I trade. Can't... We need a trade or we need we need somebody back because at this point there's also barring injuries. They are not pushing anybody right now to even be a legitimate threat. So we either need a trade or we need a return. So man. With that being said, I don't know if we actually did this one. I should really keep track of our win, lose, or draw. But 
Halloween's <laughs> or draw. So with that being said, uh, do you think if you were to turn back the hands of time five years ago and given everything that we've seen thus far, do you think it's a, a win? Meaning in general for wrestling and WWE, a lose? Like this was a waste of time or it's, it's a draw as far as Rhonda being a part of the company. For me, the only reason it's not a lose for me and that it's a draw is because I don't think without Ronda that first ever women's uh, main event at WrestleMania would have happened and then the subsequent of Sasha and Bianca. So I don't think that without Ronda's involvement, they would have, I don't know if they would have had the full, like, and I love Becky and Charlotte, but I don't know if they would have felt like confident enough. I think the, 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 the um, deciding factor was Rhonda's, you know, star appeal. And if you're going to have the first ever, I guess they wanted to bring in a major star for it. So for that, and that reason alone, I think it's a draw because now it's kind of set the tone that women's main events at WrestleMania are possible. So. Yeah, I I actually agree with that. I I think it's a draw because I can't negate those first two years. I yeah. cannot negate, you know, the absolute swell that happened when she appeared at the Royal Rumble, all of the you know press that happened mm -hmm. up to her winning a championship, you know, her title reign, and we have to acknowledge that without her. And that title reign, we don't get the rise of the man. Mm -hmm. Now, you could argue, yeah, that happened because of the Charlotte thing. But remember, going into Survivor Series when uh, Becky was white hot, she was white hot. She was supposed to be fighting Ronda. Mm -hmm. And then her nose got busted open. And then we ended up getting Charlotte and Ronda. But it only kept pushing Becky. And so all of that led to two belts back at WrestleMania 35, mm -hmm. right? You know, and then she comes back after she has her baby, wins the Royal Royal. Like, I, I, I think, and so I, I say this to say, we can't negate mm -hmm. the the first piece of what yeah. Ronda did because I think the first piece of what Ronda did is what WWE intended and paid mm -hmm. for. Mm. They had the interviews everywhere because of Ronda Rousey involved in the WrestleMania, the first woman's WrestleMania main event and all of the things that happened. Now, the last half of what we've seen is what absolutely makes it a draw and borderline mm. a loss. But I think the first year or two was so strong that these things kind of balance it out to make it a draw. All right. Well, let us know how you feel in the chat. And with that being said, we're going to go to our Bitch Wrestling Facts. Yeah. <laughs> God bless wherever Kane is. But uh, <laughs> so this fact today is very, very interesting to me. And oh, before uh, you say that, let's do it, Casey. Yes. Casey says, draw because Rhonda has brought more eyes to the product and made WWE book the women more seriously, which is what both um, Ella and uh, Professor were saying. So I guess it's, you know, I, mm -hmm. I feel the same way. Hopefully it'll get better. Oh. Yeah. Go on. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So, uh, yeah, this day in wrestling history, uh, a major day as we have to go all the way back to 1985. Now, there was another fact, but it's in the box and I'm keeping it in the box. 1985 is where we're going to hang out. And now this I want to know what the, what, who, who, you have to put it in the private chat. Go on. Go I, on. Think, okay. I think it has to do, does that do With some somebody? Woo! And somebody else in the box. Yes. So <laughs> I'm trying to, to stay with the folks that are 
in gotcha. We're outside so, of the box. <laughs> yes. So outside of the box, we go back to this day in 1985. It is the third ever Starcade from the NWA. Now, this is, of course, Jim Crockett Promotions. It was called Starcade 85, The Gathering, the third annual Starcade. And uh, there's a lot of history around this. Now, the main event was Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And this is where it is actually believed that we gained the phrase, the first ever Dusty finish. And what that was, was Dusty Rhodes appeared to have won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. However, there was some wild technicality that happened that was actually a disqualification. And so Flair retains the championship, giving us what we now know as a dusty finish, which we've seen tons and tons and tons of times and every time it seems to work. So there's that. But the other really big factoid here that we have to walk away from is 1985. This Starcade was the first event of its kind to happen in two locations. So Starcade in 83 and in 84 had happened in Greensboro, North Carolina. This year, they had done it in Greensboro in the same home and in the Omni in Atlanta simultaneously over closed circuit, they literally went back and forth. So match one would be in Greensboro. Match two would be in Atlanta. And they kept doing this for 12 <laughs> matches, which is really amazing. But here's, here's the crazy part about this. The crazy part about it is Starcade 85 does not get the credit that it deserves. We often talk about WrestleMania 2 in 1986 being the big production that went over three locations. But Starcade did it first in 1985 by doing closed circuit over two locations before Vince ever got the idea to do WrestleMania 2 over three locations. So we're giving some props to Starcade 1985, an absolutely jacked card that had a ton, and I do mean a ton of incredible matches. You know, you had the Midnight Express on there, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, which was Ole and Arn Anderson. Uh, superstar Billy Graham was on this. Abdullah the Butcher, the Rock and Roll Express, like some amazing, amazing folks were on this. But yeah, it doesn't get the credit it deserves. It's the third annual Starcade against Starcade, started before WrestleMania did. Um, and yeah, on this day, Starcade 85, the gathering, the first mega event like this to happen on closed circuit TV in two different locations. It's wrestling facts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, uh, do we have a heel of the day? <laughs> Ella, whoever you selected is, is. <laughs> Um, so if you haven't been on Twitter today, um, there was an article <laughs> written um, by NoDQ.com. And granted, it was an opinion article, so whatever. But basically calling out the the fakeness, the, the makeup that the women are wearing in their matches, saying that it's excessive and stuff like that. And it just... It got ratioed, and rightfully so, um, because 
just what a bad take, man. And this is also the same guy who wrote this article also said before that women's wrestling was substandard. Oh, literally said that with his literally wrote that in an article and did a whole did a whole lecture on it. Um, What else wrestling fans complaining about? Literally Mm. everything. You know, it's one Mm. thing to complain, you know, but to make a take like this. Nobody asked. Mm. (laughs) Well, Mm -mm -mm. and you are heel of the day. Wow. No words. Ratioed. I, I will simply say this. Uh, there is never a space for men to tell women what to do with their bodies, how to dress, how to present themselves. That's always out of pocket, period. <laughs> I'm just, I'm. <laughs> no words. <laughs> just, can we, yeah. could we stop using excessive amounts of eyeliner or eyelashes too? Going overboard on makeup subtracts from the natural beauty with many of our female wrestlers actually have. And for many males who eyeliners, we're out of the 1990s and that gothic look train left the station years ago. <laughs> Apparently. Mm. Yeah, he's right. And then gives an example. Lists Alexa Bliss, calls out Alexa Bliss in there and then wow. calls out it just freeze Ella I think she did well I think she did. while we're waiting for her to come back what do you have next <laughs> well uh let's go um, to a ret- he, he she- does. Oh. sorry Casey he does need a womp womp you are absolutely right oh that guy yeah broke Ella <laughs> It did. Oh God! Oh goodness! What are what do we have next? Well, a really big piece of news. You know, earlier this year we talked about a return from he who shall not be named, uh, who had a whole pay per view uh, making his comeback. My my internet went out at that time. Uh Maybe it was because meant to be. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so he who shall not be named had a whole pay-per-view in what was supposed to be his final match. But this weekend, we actually got a true final match (laughs) from a wrestling legend. You could argue a wrestling god. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat made his first return to the ring in 12 years uh, on an incredible weekend. This is WrestleCade weekend. And he did this in a six-man tag uh, where he faced where he teamed with rather FTR multiple tag team champion or tag team champions in multiple promotions. They defeated Nick Aldis, Brock Anderson and Jay lethal who also participated in that main event match with he who shall not be named. Uh, So this happened oddly enough in Raleigh, North Carolina, a place where he who shall not be named has been frequenting. So uh, (laughs) the match ended uh, interestingly enough, with FTR and Steamboat applying figure four leg locks to all of their opponents, which is absolutely <laughs> amazing. The last time Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had actually been in a ring was in 2010 in a tag match with his son, uh, Richie Steamboat, where they defeated uh, Kalen Croft and a guy named Trent Beretta, who currently, of course, is in AEW. Of course, we remember in 2009, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat being a part of WrestleMania in an amazing uh, match. It was three-on-one against Chris Jericho, and he really kind of shocked the world on that. So it's been a big year for him. He's appeared this year on MLW. 
He appeared at the NWA 74th anniversary show. He also was on Dynamite and Rampage. Um, so, And there's a documentary expected on him from WWE on A&E later on in the year. So congratulations to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. A successful comeback for the 69-year-old WWE Hall of Famer. So he shall not be named. He's going to look at that and say... He's he, Well, he's probably going to say he deserves a piece of that pay as well, just right. like I thought he deserved a piece of the pay at full gear. So, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, I do think it's it, because I did hear that he who shall not be named actually wanted to face Steamboat in their last match and Steamboat declined. So oh. uh, that's probably because Steamboat would have wiped the floor with he who <laughs> shall not be named. So there it is. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, if, if they're both wrestling, then why? Then why not? I'm just. They did once have a six-star match, um, but it, you know, it, it was unofficial because it was at like a house show. So, but that was back in the '80s. Yeah. Well, that and the '80s were 40 years ago. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, what do we have next? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love us. I am so happy that I actually know what you're talking about because I last year, this time actually, I read all the Harry Potter's um, books. Uh -huh. And so now I know exactly what you're talking about. It feels oh, so awesome. great to know, to be a part of the culture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go on. What's, what do we have next? Well, Professor Bonner was talking about NWA, so I'm gonna lead this because you're the one who introduced this one. <laughs> oh, you're get oh, I okay. Well, the NWA actually has some degree of a uh, can I call it a positive story? I think it is a positive story. Uh, the NWA made an announcement today, uh, on the Instagram machine that they will be doing a joint promotion with AAA. So it'll be the NWA versus AAA in Mexico City in March. Tickets are actually going on sale tomorrow at NWATix.com. And it will feature uh, concerts as well in a show called uh, The World is a Vampire. Of course, it features Interpol and a band that I guess the NWA likes. They're called Smashing Pumpkins. So uh, that will be, uh, it, I think it'll be interesting. This is like the first time we've really seen uh, a full cross-pollination in this post-pandemic era of the NWA, uh, them versus Triple A in Mexico City. I am wondering by the time we get to March, who will be making that particular trip um, into Mexico City? Because at this point, obviously, we know Nick Aldis will not be there. Uh, who had been the flagship for this particular company. Uh, so who will be there? Perhaps Tyrus will be defending the <laughs> NWA World Championship. Uh, I actually got through that without a... I um, know. Sort of, That's yes. why I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Tyrus, maybe it'll be, you know, Trevor Murdoch. I'm not sure. But uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know how we feel about this version of the NWA battling AAA in March of all times. Um, should be interesting. <laughs> yes <laughs> what a rare sight <laughs> the, the silence that enveloped I mean, this whole uh, space well, I mean at this point we only could see what happens we just hope that um, there are no more 
comments to be made and just put in the work. That's that's I mean, that's all you can really hope for. Get the right Maybe. people in charge to put in to put in the right work to actually put bring the luster back to the company. Yes. Yes. Well, maybe maybe uh, in Mexico City, they'll be able to find the uh, the uh, female luchadors who will be able to actually uh, qualify yes. to yes. be a part of, you know, NWA television and maybe um, a, a Lucha Libre version of Empower. I you know, know, how does how does that Taya is been in both NWA and she's also the Reina de Reina's champ. I assume she'll probably be at Lucha Libre because she's the Reina de Reina's champ. Mm -hmm. um, but Ty Valkyrie's been working with both. So, I mean, mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. I, I just had a chance last night to uh, do some work with Angelina Love, uh, who is currently signed to the NWA. Mm -hmm. I think you could say as a 20-year veteran, she's, you know, got talent to oh, yeah. be on the television screen. But, you know. <laughs> that oh, Nikki sings Sasha Nikki, Nikki. pop up. <laughs> I avoided anything like that, Nikki. The, the shade, the shade. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Nikki, no, she's in the... First off, Nikki, this one's for you. Uh, terrible, terrible. Ah. And you just don't know that Sasha, Naomi, and a, a whole bunch of other people are... Where are they? Where are they? We're gonna have yes. to get a bigger box. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> do we have any more stories left? I think we have one more. We right? do. Yeah. Well, technically two. Um which, which way do we want to go? I mean, we got the tryout. I mean, WWE is holding yeah, I mean, WWE is holding another tryout. They've been doing more tryouts of, like, college athletes. Obviously, they have the Next in Line program, and they will be holding um, a tryout this week, actually, at the IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, on Wednesday and Thursday, the 30th and the 1st. And uh, the WWE's head of talent operation and strategy explains that there are countless examples of top talents that come into business via college sports, but there aren't, but there hasn't always been a system built out of it, which obviously is like we previously explained, they've been recruiting and seeking after a lot of college athletes in hopes of transforming them into a WWE superstar, as you know, kind of Gabby Butler also signed last week with WWE, for an example. And a couple weeks ago, we got to see the newest recruits from WWE, the college landscape from the Nashville tryouts that happened. We got to see them on NXT. So they'll be holding um, another tryout of between 30 to 35 athletes, they say. And also, Big E will be there. You know, he's been having his injury, but he was also at the Nashville tryout. So he's been kind of lending his eye and his voice and his judgment to the tryouts too as well so they have a chance to impress biggie and i'm sure triple h stephanie nick cod will be there everybody well we'll see what happens i mean I, I i never want to stop people from getting their bag however when we literally spent um 15 minutes talking about how <laughs> there's not enough like there, there there's not talent yeah. not, not i shouldn't say not enough there's enough talent they're, the storylines for the women on SmackDown are horrendous. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, uh, why go out and recruit when, and you could do both, especially when you're a big company, but when 
it's visible. It's so visible. It's not like, oh, well, Rhonda has this person and, you know, the story is kind of whatever, but, you know, it's so glaring. Then it's just kind of like, well, what are you guys really doing? I will say, TK, um, we've seen in uh, years past, it is the show's after Survivor series. We've seen a few call-ups, like namely Absolution, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose. Paige came back that same year. We had the uh, main roster debut of the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan, you know, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot. I'm, we've also seen returns. I mean, Paige is an example. We've also seen returns after Survivor series. So, I don't know if we'll get one on Raw per se because Raw seems like you know Raw's yeah. been didn't been doing pretty well, but mm -hmm. that's also why I kind of have some actual hope for Friday. Also selfishly because I'll be there, but we've seen call ups in the past or returns after Survivor Series, and if you're not gonna have any uh, pay per view for like the next two months, kind of now's the time to do it if you're if they're just if they're waiting in the rings and ready to go so i right. think now's the time in the lead up to the road to wrestlemania get ronda's gonna have to face somebody leading up so maybe it's a call up or a return i don't know i feel like the only i feel like the only intriguing or ready call up right now would be alba fire personally from NXT, she's been so over as a baby face. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just lost to Mandy Rose again. They've kind of just concluded that. You know, she kind of has her closure with Mandy Rose, though Isla Dawn just come back. So maybe it's Alba Fire, or maybe maybe it's that return I was talking about from uh, Charlotte or so I, I don't won't name the other two because they're in the box. But we need something. So call ups. I hope so. Um, Zoe Stark is at Raw tonight. So they've also been having a couple NXT girls like Kiana James um, doing dark matches for mm -hmm. Raw and SmackDown. So I think it's I think the chances of a call up, maybe even Chelsea Green, like I was talking about a return. Maybe, maybe I'm hoping because SmackDown is in desperate need of it. I can see like a, a good depending because, you know, Chelsea Green is so versatile as far as character, whatever care it if. We might have to put this topic in the box as well. <laughs> it, it, whatever character she decides on her in WWE, if she gets called up, that's one. Mm -hmm. Or she, if she gets signed, that's one. Yeah. And then she gets on the main ro roster and skips NXT, which I think should happen anyway. That's two. What character? Um, I think her and Ronda would be would be a good match, depending on who the character Chelsea yeah. they have Chelsea playing. But she's so versatile that she can go and like she can go any way. So, I mean, there are, I just hope they have a plan because if you're signing all these people and you're looking at all these mm -hmm. student athletes, which is great, but your main product that's getting you money, you know, especially on the women's side, it's kind of like, you know, not all the way there. Then it's kind of like, okay, what, what, what's happening here? Yeah. Call, call me crazy, but I, I really think they're going to have to, if they're, if they want to address the immediate need uh, with Rhonda, it's going to take more than one call up. I really think it's going to take some signings from the Indies or somewhere else, because I think we're going what we've got as a whole. The whole is not for new superstars. The whole is not for up and coming superstars. The whole is for experienced superstars who could actually go not just one on one with Rhonda, but have some other programs going on as well. While these newer superstars keep getting reps for us to actually really pay attention and make them believable. So um, I, I think, you know, really they may be, I, I'm not saying they're wrong by doing these tryouts, but I also think they need to have their eyes 
on some spaces in the indies mm -hmm. to grab multiple people right now. Because again, the concern is, you know, you brought Emma in a couple of weeks ago and Emma came in, had a match with Rhonda, and then we haven't seen her anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you're going to come in and have a title match against Rhonda, you're likely not going to win. So there needs to be some other things to build them to Rhonda. Uh, but yeah, I think they've got to look in multiple places. We'll find out. We will find out. That marks the end of Monday. We're going into the Christmas season. So play your Mariah, etc. cetera. Uh, Ella, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at It's Ella J. I do it wrong every time. Um, if you go to the link tree in my bio, you can find all my links there. And um, it, you'll see me on Friday Night Smackdown. I'll be there. So that'll be fun. Well, you'll you, you know you'll see me if you're there. Holla at me, <laughs> uh, oh, Professor. Where can everybody find you? Of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied on all of the aforementioned platforms. Uh, we just had a big show with Championship District Wrestling last night, which should premiere on YouTube. I will give you a spoiler that says that someone came and scissored. You'll have to check out. You will have to check out the show to see it because it'll be a name that you'll be talking about. That's for sure. Um, one who is qualified. So with that said, great show. We've got a big show coming up for uh, for who else? Who else? Southern Honor, Battle Slam, all kinds of cool things going on. So uh, check it out at Bonnerfied across all platforms. Uh, Nikki, if that ends up being the surprise on Friday, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm uh, out. Again. I don't even I'm know how, out. how Nikki, you just you just come on the show and like just wanted it. But anyways, um, make sure you can check out Nikki and Centen, our editor-in-chief, this evening uh for the raw after show. Definitely check out our website, www.talkpod.com. Check out all our social media at www.talkpod. Thank you guys so much for watching WWT Live, the Monday edition. And thank you for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.